You're listening to the Enneagram at Work podcast, a show about understanding people at work, including yourself. I'm your host, Sarah Wallace, and I'm looking forward to diving into this week's episode with you. Is there somebody at work that you know that you can always count on? Count on to help you with a a deadline, a last minute request, help you out with a project, maybe even just help you out and listen and give you some some wisdom, some wise words. Is there somebody that you pass in the hallway and you can always count on them to smile, stop, look you in the eye, say how you doing and really listen when when you respond? If so, you may be working with an Enneagram type two. Now, of course, our Enneagram type twos do not have the monopoly on this behaviors, nor do all type twos do these behaviors all the time, every time, forever and always. But today we are going to look at some other common tendencies of our type two to give us some clues about who we might be leading, who we might be working for, who we might be working next to so that we can better understand them. And I've, I've been saying this year a lot that the point of the Enneagram and the work that, that we do here at Enneagram MBA isn't to turn these the, these teams into Enneagram experts. It's to help them become experts of themselves and of the people that they work with day in and day out. You know, we spend so much of our lives at work. And so when you have a difficult relationship at work, a difficult time kind of navigating the team dynamics, that spills over into all areas of your life. And so not that the Enneagram is a magic pill, but it can be a way to really open our eyes and realize, oh my gosh, I've been thinking that they've, they're coming to me with the worst intentions and here they are, you know, actually this is how they're seeing this or potentially seeing it. So it's a place to not put a label to say, oh, they're a type two, they'd be great for this or they're a type two, they would be not good for this. Uh, but to, to be a starting point, um, to start asking questions, to start getting curious, kind of like the Ted Lasso quote, you know, get get curious, not judgmental. If you are new here, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. I am your host, Sarah Wallace, owner and lead trainer here at Enneagram MBA, where we really just do team trainings, workshops, team programming using the Enneagram. Um, for, that, for that reason, kind of the big why is, you know, because we do spend so much time at work, how can we make that time more enjoyable? Not be best friends with everybody necessarily, but be more enjoyable. So at the end of the day, like our whole life is a little bit more enjoyable. And we are in, um, we're coming to an end of a series that we've been doing on, are you working with an Enneagram type dot, dot, dot. So we have covered, we started with five, six, seven, We've done eight, nine, one, and today we're doing type two. And then coming up, we're going to be doing three and then rounding it out with our type four. So stick around if you uh, if you have some teammates that might be one of those three remaining types. Uh, and then please go back and listen or maybe share with a teammate if, uh, if any of those others are relevant and applicable for your teammates. So Let's jump in to our type 
twos. At the end of the day, the thing that makes a two a two is that core strategy of striving to feel connected. So over time, they have approached the majority of situations with this strategy of of connection. How can I feel safe, get my needs met by being connected? And their behavior tends to be motivated by, you know, wanting to be connected with others, wanting to be wanted and wanting to be appreciated. One of their superpowers is helping others unleash and use their superpowers. They see themselves sometimes as kind of the the guide or sometimes the power behind the throne, kind of influencing and supporting from behind the curtain. One of, uh, well, not one, but a couple of struggles that our type twos may run into when this energy is overused or maybe used on autopilot is always taking the supportive role and never thinking that they can jump out front and actually, you know, be that leader, be in the spotlight out in front of the curtain or sitting on the throne occasionally. Sometimes they'll worry about other people's problems um, to the point that it's just kind of, you know, kind of consuming their thoughts or creating some anxiety, Um, needing to be liked. And so people pleasing sometimes will come from this and sometimes breaking boundaries. So staying late, they're getting ready to to go on vacation. They really need to get home and pack, but they're going to stay. They're going to say yes and help you, you know, with your project or answering emails and being helpful while they're on vacation or, you know, they're already, they already have 10 plates spinning in the air. You ask them to take on one more thing. They're probably going to say yes um, for all these reasons that we just talked about. But really, you know, it's going to, they're going to get burned out. They're going to, they're going to, something's going to drop. So um, that's one of the ways that we talk about being a supportive teammate to a two is just recognizing what all they're already doing. And if you can ask somebody else, do that. In in most situations, twos are happy to help. It's hard for them to say no, but sometimes, um, you know, they, they need a little help uh, saying no or just not even putting them in that position. So here are a couple of clues that you may be working with an Enneagram type two. So if they bring, if you have a teammate that brings large amounts of dedication and energy to supporting the organization, the cause, the team, or just their individual teammates, you may be working with a type two. And this is very, very common. Um, behavior for our twos, regardless of their level, regardless of their title, their role. Um, this is something that's very common is just this dedication to, to wanting to, to be supportive into all these different areas. Um, you might be working with a type two if they tend to jump in and offer their time whenever anybody needs something. So they may not even have to be asked. They may just, you know, volunteer. Hey, are... <laughs> and sometimes, um, they just may not have the time, but feel like, oh man, I feel like I want to help. And then sometimes they may have the time. And I have heard from many twos that, yes, sometimes maybe they do need help setting a boundary, but many times it brings them joy to help other people. And so they really get fulfillment. So as often as they can, they want to say yes. They want to help. They want to volunteer their time, their effort uh, to be a supportive teammate. And so, you know, trusting them to kind of 
I guess, say no, but also uh, that is a place for our type twos to, to grow and knowing when to say no. But really, they do. They genuinely love to help and be there for, for their team. Um, you might be working with a type two if they always say yes to requests and they have a hard time saying no. So we've touched on that one a little bit, but you might you might pick that up on a teammate, um, especially if it's somebody that you happen to lead. That could be a, a great uh, opportunity for development in that area. You might be working with a type two if they make it a point to always ask how you're doing and making a comment to connect with you as a person and not just a coworker. So they, they really listen, you know, that you might say, oh, I'm fine if you're having a bad day. And this might be the type that says, no, how are you really doing? Like something's off or what, what's really going on? Or, or maybe you say, oh, I'm, I'm good. Tell me more about that. <laughs> what's what's good? What'd you do? Um, so they really, they really, again, they really enjoy getting to know each other, getting to know their teammates, and make those connections. Uh, you might be working with a type two if they place a high priority on making the workplace more humane and compassionate. Now there are a couple of types. Uh, our type ones, uh, sometimes our type eights. Our type fives, our type threes, we'll talk about next week, uh, that tend to be a little bit more task or goal oriented. So less about the relationship or the person and more focused on the task at hand. And sometimes it can feel like the, the personal part, the emotional part, the humane part, it just kind of gets in the way. It can slow us down. It might be too messy. Um, but twos are really good at taking that into consideration. So yes, we have all these things to do, but you know, let's also consider how is this going to impact our people? So those are the, those are the people on the team they are going to be asking, you know, how, how will this impact my team? Uh, what, what will be the emotional, you know, impact of this change or this new leadership, uh, and, and they're taking that into consideration and, and wanting to improve it if, if it's not in a good place. You might be working with a type two. If they can put too much focus, though, on the relationship building, and not enough focus on the task or goal at hand. So this is kind of the flip side of what we just talked about. And again, if you happen to be leading a type two, this would be another potential area for development is, is finding kind of that balance or just being more aware. And there is a time for focus on the relationship. And then there is a time for a focus on the goal and making that the the priority. And so just, you know, helping them develop in that area, knowing when to turn it on and in what areas and what situations. You might be working with a type two if they can be very responsive to any type of approval, you know, great job. I appreciate you. You can kind of see, you know, that it gets a little pep in their step. They walk a little higher and at the same time can really be impacted, maybe even, you know, deflated a little bit when there's disapproval or criticism. And so it can really lead to being self-critical and, and second guessing themselves. And so, you know, feedback, is a gift and just knowing, you know, how, 
sensitive, but not not in a bad way, but just kind of how attuned they are to feedback and knowing what motivates them, that connection and wanting to feel wanted and appreciated. Um, you know, keeping that in mind as you give feedback or you communicate, um, you know, uh, how the project is going or, or you know, navigating a conversation with them. Whereas there's other types like our type eight comes to mind who just, they want you to tell it like it is just be brutally honest, disagree with me, give it to me straight. I'm going to like you more because of that. Um, not that twos don't want honesty, but it's just a little, it's just, it's a little bit more, um, a little bit more thoughtfulness maybe into the delivery of what's being said. So those are some clues that you may be working with a type two. Um, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting who comes to mind. And this might be an episode that you send to them or you send some information about the Enneagram type two and say, you know, is this, is this you? I'm learning about this. Uh, maybe you have a, somebody on your team that you work a lot with, and this might be um, a good starting port point for some meaningful conversation. So a couple ways to get along with a type two. And again, this would, this would be, uh, some, uh, some good questions to ask because I'm going to assume not every single two appreciates every single one of these things all the time, or maybe there's things that they would add that would be more important to them. Um, but oftentimes twos will appreciate you offering your support and help when they need it. So they're out there helping, you know, volunteering to help, saying yes to your request for help. And it means a lot to them when you can give them the same, offer the same support and help when they need it. Um, something else that twos tend to appreciate is giving them space to do their best. Don't rush them. You know, we have our threes, our sevens, our eights are in that kind of assertive stance. Let's go far. Let's go fast. Let's just do it. Let's jump in. Let's figure it out on the way. Um, you know, maybe you spring a question on them and, and they're going to be a little bit more comfortable having an answer on the spot where there's other types. Twos are not the only ones, but there's other types including twos that just appreciate a little bit more space, a little bit more, let me just kind of figure out how I feel about this or let me check in or just give me some time uh, rather than, than rushing me to get it done, to make a decision, whatever that might be. Delivering feedback, negative feedback with care is something that they will say that they appreciate in a coworker. And then um, helping them say no more often, encouraging them to say no more often. And an example of this um, at a workshop, we had, um, I had called on somebody to role play. I called them out specifically because I knew what their type was. And they kind of begrudgingly said, okay, I'll get up there and do it. And then they had someone sitting next to them who said, I'll tell you, they're going to do it because you asked them to do it, but I know <laughs> they do not want to go up there and do this. And I said, okay, well, you know, let's not, let's not make anybody break out in a sweat or feel, you know, tremendously uncomfortable. And so we, we just had that person, we just picked somebody else who was, who, you know, didn't even have a chance to raise their hand. So it was not a big deal at all. But I thought, what a great real life example of, of how, when we know our teammates, um, 
that much more, we can be supportive in ways like that. And then the last one that I have here is around how to get along with that type two um, is letting them know when what they've done or what they are doing is helpful. They love that feedback that and and the 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 feeling of being appreciated and noticed. Um, and so making sure that it doesn't have to be you know some big award winning action at work, but it could just be the little things like you know I see how you you know make an effort to connect with with everybody or I see how you you're making an effort to chip in extra and kind of go above and beyond. I see you, I notice you, you know, how, you know, how can I thank you? How how else can I let you know that I appreciate you? Um so those are some things about our type 2s. <clears throat> Again, this is not an all-encompassing list, um, and uh, different twos want different things, and so um, this is a starting point, as I've said multiple times now. So um, I just I, I've been trying to say that more because you know sometimes people are like, "Well, you don't know me. I'm I don't like that, so I must not be a two, um, or I like something else, and so I must I must be another type." Um, and while these behaviors can be helpful, at the end of the day, the thing, at least with the Enneagram, that makes a type a type is that core motive or that core strategy behind the behaviors. So I hope that was helpful. Like I said, uh, feel free to share this with a teammate. Let them know um, that you thought of them. Maybe start a conversation um, and maybe share your type as well and, and kind of both talk about uh, what was said in, in these episodes and, and what hit home and what didn't and anything else that you would add. So Thank you so much for being here. As always, I love hearing from you. So if you have anything else that you would add to this type two episode, reach out, connect with me on LinkedIn or over on Instagram at Enneagram MBA. With that, I will see you back here next week for our type three coworker.